0: Hey, guys, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to thank you for tuning in to our sermon today. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Well, good morning, TC. Uh, that was, I get to follow that. I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. Now, uh, let's put our hands together for Jesus one time all across the place. Good. We're super pumped. Back in our summer of TC series, and a special shout out to all the dads that are out there. Uh, we'll say Happy Father's Day to you and uh, to my father who fell off a ladder this week, broke nine ribs. Uh, it's it's been a crazy week for him, but shout out to him. And uh, man, we're just we're honored to be with you guys. Today is not going to be a typical Father's Day message because we're going to stay in our series. But but I think this is one of those messages that not only fathers, I think you can get a lot out of um, and definitely apply it to your life. But quite frankly, it's something we all can apply it to our lives, right? And so, um, and that's this idea of purpose. Turn your neighbor and say purpose. Come on, say it. Turn the person you just neglected on the other side of you, right? And say it like you mean it. Say purpose. And so, uh, talking about purpose, and I remember growing up, uh, my my dad actually told me, uh, I was working at a music store. I was making like terrible money. Uh, And so, I'm working... Uh, at a guitar store and and I just felt like I was supposed to be there right like i like and uh a I wanted the job really bad i'm I'm a drummer uh, and then i i play most, most instruments I'll play. And, uh, and so as a drummer, I was like, man, I want to work at this music store. And I applied like over and over again. I called him every week, every Friday. I was like, Hey, you're hiring yet. And eventually the manager was like, dude, I'll call you like, stop calling me. Uh, and I was like, cool. I'll talk to you next week. And so, um, but I remember I called all the time, finally got the job. Um, It was, like, not very good money, like, at all, uh, but we got really cheap gear, and that was great. Uh, And so I remember working there, and at one point, my dad comes to me, and I had gotten a couple job offers, and he was like, listen, you got to get out of there. Like, you're not making very good money, (laughs) like, uh, and you need to, you just need to find a better job that's going to pay you more, they're going to take care of you. And I remember telling him this, and this was, this is, like, a big part, like, a big moment for me, especially as a young person, because I was in my early 20s at this point. And I looked at him, and I said, uh... I said, listen, I said, I don't know why, but I feel like God has me staying at this job, right? And I, you know, sometimes you'll turn something that's not spiritual, spiritual, like God told, no, but but in this case, I really did feel that way. I was like, I don't know why, I just feel like God's got me here for a reason, uh, and I'm going to stay here until that reason is done. And so sure enough, uh, my manager moved on, the guy that I was working with, uh, he got moved up to a manager, and and lo and behold, like this, these moments started happening where I realized that I wasn't there for a job. The job was there for me to reach this other guy. And so um, so I just started talking to him just about the Lord and not like super spiritual ways, just like key moments. So, and a lot of it was just us working together, laughing together. And slowly but surely, I started reaching out to this guy over and over and over again and just talking to him about Jesus. And, and I think for him, seeing a Christian walk out a Christian life that didn't look like the, like the way his grandparents did, no offense to the previous generation, but he had an image of what Christianity looked like in his mind, and it always seemed unobtainable. And so for, I was, so I think him just watching me uh, in, in my good moments, but come on, in my bad moments too, like uh, walk out the Christian journey, uh, kind of like showed him like, oh, maybe there's more to this than I thought. And literally over years, um, I just kept like being faithful to what I feel like God called me to do at that job. And I'll never forget the day he got a job offer to go somewhere else and he took it. And it was almost like, instantly in that moment God was like okay you're done here and I was like but I kind of like it here and I'm next in line for management so like (laughs) uh, and uh, I actually did end up staying there for a little while longer but all that to say is I remember having this journey of saying God what if everything in my life was leading me to someplace bigger and better not more money I'm talking about more purpose than where I'm currently at what if where I am is just a test to see how faithful I can be where I'm at before you move me somewhere else? What, what if the next season of my life is contingent on how faithful I am in this season of my life? And what if there's more purpose in me than I realize? What if it's not about guitars or CDs or music or drum sets? What, it's about, what if it's about purpose and discovering all that you want to put in me in this season that I'm going to need in the next season? Because lo and behold, then I go later, I go into a different sales positions. I end up in ministry. And a lot of what I learned on how to deal with people in the retail world, I use every day here. So I realized that God can develop purpose. It's not about you getting where you want to be so God can show you something. It's about learning what God wants to learn or develop in you so that when you get where he wants you to be, you've already learned something. And that's what I find out about purpose. And today I want to talk to you about that because I know we all deal with that. Like trying to find out where am I supposed to be in my life and what is it supposed to look like? And Ephesians 2 gives us a window into that. And Paul's talking, he says, for we are God's masterpiece. So Ephesians 2.10 says we are God's masterpiece that he has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So if we're believers, if we follow Jesus, right? So he's created us new word, new creations. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says so that we can do the, say those two words with me, good things. All right, that was not very good, so let's try that again. What do those two words say? Good things. So we are God's masterpiece that because of Jesus, we're brand new. And so remember how we talked about last week where for a lot of us, it was like get saved and then hang on until Jesus comes, right? We've talked about that. But the reality is Ephesians 2 actually says, that once you're made new in Christ, God actually has a plan for your life to do the things that He planned for you long ago. In other words, before you were ever created, you already had purpose. So God didn't create you and then figure out what He was going to do with you, right? So, so some of you feel like any, has anybody ever tried to bake before? Any bakers in here? Cooks? Anything? Like that? Have you ever tried to cook a dish or bake a dish? And about halfway through, you were like, "This is not going to turn out the way I thought." Come on, anybody? You're like, you're like, that's not, this isn't it, right? The cake's falling in or like, you know what I mean? Like you're just tasting it like, this isn't it. And you got to figure out how to turn it into something great before you feed it to the person you're making it for. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about? And they're like, this is delicious. And you're like, yeah, I know. Like, you know. In your mind, you're like, thank God I had that extra can of whatever in the pantry, right? I feel like some of you think God is approaching your life that way. You broke the cake halfway through and you feel like God's just trying to figure some things out for you. You made some decisions, you went down some roads, you did some things, and now your life fell apart and you feel like God's trying to, can I tell you something? God took your mistakes into consideration when he gave you purpose and put it inside of you. So so God didn't create you and then go, all right, now what's this one going to do? I actually say like this, God looked into the future, saw 2023 and said, in 2023, I'm going to need someone to do this. And you know what? I'm going to create this person. I'm going to create you, God said, because I have a thing that I want to happen. I have a purpose I want to fulfill. I have something I want to accomplish in this world. And so I'm going to create you and I'm going to make sure that you have everything you need to accomplish it. So your life isn't nearly as much of an accident as you might think. God already put everything in you you need to have in you to accomplish what he wants you to accomplish. is isn't to me. The only thing standing between you and that is actually doing it. And for a lot of us, the struggle is discovering what the purpose actually is. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Because again, he already put it in you. He did it long ago. He already had plans and he created you for it. And at TC, we've talked about it already, but we're going to give you the four steps that God uh, that God has for us. He wants us to know God first, right? We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Our uh, God's greatest desire is that we would know him. Before we do anything, before we try anything, the greatest thing we can have is a relationship with Jesus. All right? So God has a desire that we would know him. But then, and again, we said this a couple of weeks ago, then for many of us, that was the only step in the Christian journey. Right? So you, do, you need to know God. You're like, okay, I know God. Now what? It's just like, hang on, brother. Just don't do the bad stuff. Try to do the good stuff. And, and maybe you'll make it. Right? Like, I, re- I remember, like, thinking the rapture might have happened. I'm, like, listening to my dad sleeping. Like, okay, he's still here. I'm good, right? So, um, and so, like, I remember that kind of environment for myself. But the reality is God has more for you than just knowing him. Then he wants you to find freedom. We talked about that last week. How God desire? It's not just that God has to get, some, get you out of some things. He has to get some things out of you right? And that's a big step for many people because they think because their environment changed, their mentality changed, and that's not true. Many of us are carrying around what God already brought us out of. The only thing is now he has to get it out of us, right? And we talked about that last week. You can go check that out. And this week, what we're going to talk to you about is purpose. And that's what we need to discover, purpose. Again, God already put it in you. We need to find out what it is. Because the sooner you find out what it is, the sooner you can start doing it, right? Uh, And so we want to help you with that. And then number four we'll talk about next week is make a difference. God desires that you would use your life to make a difference in other people's lives. Imagine God foresaw everything he was going to make you for, made you to do it, put everything you need inside of you to do it, and then all of a sudden you discover what it is, but you don't actually do anything with it. That's frustrating, so God actually desires you would do something with your life, and we want to lead you down that journey. That'll be next week, so make sure you come back, right. But Ephesians 1:17, which is where we get the theme verse for the whole series, he says, "I keep asking that the God of our Lord, the, uh, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better." There's those two words, right? Know Him better." Then he says, "I pray." That the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. That's what we talked about last week. That though your, your head has eyes, your heart has eyes. Because your heart experiences the things that you go through differently than your head does. Come on, how many of you guys know there's a difference between logic and emotion? And so that's what we talked about last week. And then it says this, that you may know the, say that word with me, hope to which he has called you. Say, say hope. Say called so you, that you may know the hope, this great thing that he, listen, he didn't just, he's not just planning for, he called you to do it. And in the Bible where we see the word called, what we understand is that when God calls someone, he also equips them, right? So, so I, I, I say it like this, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called, so you think because you don't have something in you or you can't see it when you look in the mirror, God can't possibly use you. The reality is God doesn't call the people who have what they need. God gives what they need to the people he's already called. And if he's already called you, that means he has the ability to equip you with everything you need to accomplish what he's going to call you to. So you know what he's looking for from you? Yes. Let me just go ahead and get it out the way right now. You know what he's looking for from you? Yes. So you turn to your neighbor and say Yes. All right, so you already said yes, so I don't want to hear any no's. No, I'm just kidding. Right? Like, there's a yes in you. And so I want to help you out with understanding how that works with our purpose and discovering purpose. Because the first thing you need to understand is my design reveals my destiny. My design, how God built me, right, how he, like, how he built me, it reveals my destiny. Now, this is important because how many of you have ever looked at somebody else and said, if I had their gift, I would do blank? If I could only blank like them, I would, if I could sing like them, come on, how many of y'all appreciate a good worship team, right? Like, and so they're, they're amazing. If I could sing like them, I would totally lead worship, but I can't. It sounds like a cat that's drowning when I sing, right? Like, so some of you are like, I could, that's just not the gift I have. You know what? That may not be the gift you have, but you have something in you. And for many of us, we're looking at what other people have, wishing we had what they had, not realizing that other people are looking at us, wishing they had what we have. And so you've got something in your design that can reveal what God wants to use your life for. That's why Psalm 139 uh, says it like this in the Living Translation. It says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and you knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your worksmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. And so David's talking here, and he's, he's talking about how, how God knew everything he would need to have to become everything David was called to become. And I love it. Uh, I, one of the people that I've talked to over and over about this is my wife. because my wife. Uh, As a pastor's wife, she doesn't fit the mold that she feels like other pastor's wives expect her to fit. And so she's not going to stand on this platform, right, unless I drag her up here, right? Uh, She's not going to talk into a microphone unless I convince her to do it, or if the Holy Spirit does, which, praise God, he did earlier this year, and she killed it, by the way. But, uh, But she's not that person. She has no desire for the spotlight whatsoever, zero, none, right? And so she went through a season of her life looking at other women, other pastors' wives, going, it, well, if, if God had made me like that, then I would be, and I had to keep reminding her over and over, but God made you like you. And I'm convinced that there's not a lot of other women that would have made it through what God allowed you to go through in your life, but you went through it because God gave you what you needed to get through it. And the fact that you're still standing today, the fact that we're still married today, the fact that you're still saying yes to the call of Jesus on your life today is a testament of perseverance and strength. So, so they, they may not need someone else to hold a microphone. What they might need is a hero they can look up to that they don't, you don't even know they're looking at you. And for some of us, we feel like because we're not that, I can't be what God called me. No, no, no. You can because your design, what God already put in you, it'll reveal what he's called you to do. And here I'm talking about my wife, on am father's. Anyway, so, but she, she's incredible. And, and I think that that's important that a lot of you understand. You've got something in you because God already promised he would put it in you. You just got to believe it yourself. Ephesians 4.1 says this. He says, I urge you, Paul's talking, he says, I urge you. To live a life worthy of the, say that word with me, calling that you have received. Again, there's already a calling. God already set you apart. God's already structured purpose inside of you. There's something he wants you to do. He's just looking for you to do it. And the thing about it is, this is important too. A lot of people, particularly Christians, never feel like they're worthy of anything. And a lot of times Christians, never, they never make it to this step. And the problem that's why I believe a lot of churches are shrinking more than they're growing because the people inside the walls haven't realized why God made them. And so they come to church to check out the box, but they haven't found their purpose and how God made them to serve other people and their church. And so I believe one of the greatest things we can do as a church is reveal to you what God put inside of you so that you can use what God put inside of you to make a difference in other people. Because there's no greater feeling than knowing you're making a difference in someone's life. How many guys have ever given someone $5 at a red light or something like that, right? Anybody ever, you've like helped someone, you've done something nice for someone. Now there are elements to that where like no good deed goes unpunished. Anybody ever been in one of those situations? You're like, I'll totally help you move that couch. And then five, like, bedroom suits later, you've been moving, like, the whole day. And you're like, ah, so I'm getting two slices of pizza out of this. Is that what we're doing? I'm still bitter. Anyway, so, but all that to say is, like, we all have helped someone before. And how many guys have helped someone that truly needed help? And you realize it did something more in you than you actually did for them, right? Why? Because God used you to make a difference in someone's life. Now, here's my question. If that is how you felt after giving one someone $5 or moving a couch that turned into four, what could it mean if you actually used what God put in you to make an eternal difference in someone's life? Imagine you're the one God used to bring them to Jesus himself. That's a feeling you'll never get tired of. And that's the calling. When he talks about the calling, that's what he's put inside of you. So the question is, and we ask this a lot, how do I figure that out? Well, I want to help you. This is some very easy things, just kind of part of the framework of this message. But one of the easiest things you can ask yourself is, what am I passionate about? What am I passionate about? What are the passions that God has put inside of me that I just care about? What, what am I? What am I passionate about? Uh, I love our uh, our worship director Vince, um, uh, who was up here leading worship today. Uh, a, he's just incredible. Love you, Vince. Uh, shout out to you. Um, but one of the things I love about him is he just loves music. Like the dude loves music. Every time he sends me an Instagram video or something, and it's like it's always music related, or it's really funny. <clears throat> We're not going to talk about those, but uh, they're usually music related. But we just love music, man. We, could, me and him, could sit in a room and we could talk about music music all day. We love music. He's passionate about music. Well, it makes sense that that passion, right, is something that shows up in his calling right? So you're pa- what are you passionate about? Because that could be a great indicator of what God's put inside of you. Now you may say, how do I use my passion for ducks? I don't know. Maybe that's not a God-given passion. Maybe you got to skip that. What's number two on your list, right? Like, but the reality is this, we have passions that make a difference. Some of you, listen to me, I, I want to speak this because I think this is important. Some of you, every time you get around kids, you change their life. Literally, they, they love to just wrap their leg around your knee. There's something special about you. When, no one, when kids listen to no one else, for some reason, they'll listen to you, and you make a difference. And I'm telling you right now, you could be the person that helps lead the next pastor of one of our campuses in those rooms over there. You're just, God's just waiting on you to say yes. And I'm going to tell you, man, God can do something great in your life. What is it you're passionate about? Because here's the deal. You ready? Passion is the great energizer. Passion. Many of you right now, you're frustrated with where you are in life. And it's not that you need to be somewhere else. It's that you need to have a passion that makes you feel greater than where you, what you currently feel. So for example, we have people that serve on our dream team right now. And I love our dream. Shout out to our dream team, by the way. Everyone camera, You guys are incredible. But we have people on our dream team right now that serve right now. And when, if you were asked them what they do, what do you do and why do you love it? like I'm talking about out in like in the world. I've seen this happen to some of our dream teamers and I was so proud. Someone came over there like, what do you do? Like what what is it you do and why do you love it? And I kid you not, one of the women said, "I greet at my church." And she was like, and the person asking was like, you get paid to do that? She's like, oh, no, no, no. My job, I work for Navy Fed, but, I, but what, what God has put inside of me that I love to do, and I can't wait to do it every week, is greet at the front door of my church, because I know God's using me to change someone's life every week. He's like, I work, at, I work over there. That's what keeps a roof over my head, but God made me to do that. And like, can I tell you something? God has put that in every one of you. He really has. And this isn't me trying to get you to do something for us. This is me trying to help show you passion is the great energizer. You imagine if you were doing the thing you love to do somewhere, just somewhere. Take church out of the equation for just a moment. Imagine if you were doing something you love to do. How much better of an employee, parent, spouse, friend would you be if you knew every week you were going to get to do one thing that just gave you the fuel for life? Because I'm here to tell you, God has already put that in you. You just got to find it. So the question is, what am I passionate about? But then one of the next questions that we have to ask ourselves is this. What are my gifts? What are my gifts? Because how many guys know you can be passionate about something. It doesn't mean you're gifted at it. I've sat in on worship team auditions before. That's all I'm going to say. So all that to say is, it's not just that you have to be passionate, you also have to be gifted, right? We've all seen episodes of, like, American Idol, right? And they were like, the person was like, I'm going to kill it today. Like, I don't even know why I need to audition. Just let me through. And then they sing, and you're like. Right? Why? Because even though you might be passionate, doesn't mean you're gifted. I can play any instrument on this stage, but you don't want to hear me sing behind it. All right, that's why I sit on the front row. No one's in front of me. I don't have to worry about who hears me doing what. All right, like I'm up here in the front. God bless. If I ever end up singing like behind you, you're gonna know it. You're gonna be like, oh wow, that person so blessed. I'm glad the Lord said make a joyful noise and not a good one, right? So all that to say is you're, it's not just about being passionate. You also have to be gifted. So here's a good question for you. Uh, here, or this is something you need to know. You're good at it. This is something you would be good at. So one of my gifts, first of all, you're good at it. So you're talented. Like it, it actually, like you, other people have confirmed it. And here, listen, can I just say this? <clears throat> Some of y'all need real friends. Because some of y'all have people like, "Oh, baby, you're so good at that." You're not. <laughs> They're lying to you, right? I we were just the other day. I don't, we, were, me and Justin, and a couple others, we were uh, we were out eating, and uh, a, a girl walked by, and her outfit was outlandish. I, that's all I'm gonna say. It was just, it was bad, and uh, and I remember, and I was, and it's, it wasn't one of the things like. No one would accuse me of checking that person out. You know what I'm talking about? You, everyone knew what we were looking at. And it was like, this person has no real friends in her life. Because a real friend would be like, hey, honey, come here. Let me talk to you about that. <laughs> uh, you obviously don't own a mirror. So uh, let me tell you, go put something else on. That's but anyways, that's just me. Some of us need those type of people in our life. So you're good at it. What are my passions? What are my gifting? So first of all, you're good at it. The next thing, right, is that you're able to use it. So again, you might be passionate about ducks, but that doesn't mean there's somewhere to use your passion about ducks. So you're going to use, move to number two. Number three, you're energized by it. So it gives you energy. It gives you fuel. Like it pushes you to, to move forward. Like there's been, there's been seasons in my life When I loved what I did, and it didn't make sense to anybody else, but it gave me fuel, right? And I loved it. And so it energizes you because you want to get up and do it again the next day. And then next, you're able to develop it. And that's important. You're able to develop it, hone it, get better at it. You're able to create, you, you have a space where it improves and you can use it often and you can develop those things. And this is so important, again, because God desires that your life would matter. He desires that your life would matter. Ephesians 4, 7 through 8, continuing on with what we read earlier about you having a calling. And this is what the Bible says, but to each one of us, a grace has been given. Say grace. Now, keep in mind, God graces you to do things and go through things, right? So when you see someone trying to do something that they haven't had a grace for, it's pretty bad. Which is why for many of you, you keep trying to put your foot into things God never called you to, and you wonder why it keeps going bad on you because you're not graced to be there yet. Or many of you try to figure out why you're trying to run at a speed in your life that you used to run at, because you, you were graced in that season to move at that speed. It doesn't mean you're graced in this season to move at that speed. So you have to understand, there's a grace given to you, right? But more importantly, as Christ apportioned it, in other words, Jesus has set this aside. This is why it says, right? Look at the text, what does it say? This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives. And this last part is really important. He gave what to his people? Gifts. Again, I want, you to, I want to make sure if you, when you leave today, you have this in your heart and in your head. God already put it in you. He put gifts in you. So. Real quick, where are my high five people at in their house? Where, y'all, you know who you are. If you're a natural high fiver, you just love people. When they walk past you, you're like, let's get it done. We're going to change the world, right? Dawn, absolutely. Uh, there's a, like, she, she leads our, our, our whole uh, guest services team. So the people at the door and all, that, all those high fivers, that's their team, baby. They love it. That's what they do. They're changing lives one high five at a time. All right. Now, where are y'all at that that's not you? Okay, all right, that's fine, that's fine. Don't feel bad, all right? That just means God put something else in you, right? So there's plenty of computers around campus that need to you know, get, <laughs> i click, click, no. Uh, but it's so funny because we talk about our production team. Shout out to our production team today, the Absolute Monsters. <laughs> And we got three guys in particular, Kyle, Hayden, and Chris, all right? Uh, if you want to know which ones they are, uh, they all have glasses. Uh, and, and if they're all in the same space at the same time, there's an audible hum coming off that environment, right? And so it's, it's like, whom, woom, because they're all thinking at the same time. Anyway, so... Um, but shout out to them. But same for them. Like they know their lane and they're great at it. The, the guests are. They know their lane and they're great at it. The kids team, man, we have some absolute monsters back there that are changing kids' lives. If like, I want you to think about what is it God put in you that He wants to use for you to make a difference, because that's what matters, right? And one of the things here at TC, which we'll talk about in a second, is we're not demanding, we're not trying to force you. Listen, this isn't something we want from you. It's something we want for you because we want you to have more passion and energy in your life. And you would do it if you're able to do the things God called you to do, which is why it's important. We understand that it's not just about my design, but my peace, say peace. My peace is actually rooted in my purpose. My peace is actually rooted in my purpose. How many of you have found that even if you're more busy than you've ever been, if you're doing the things God called you to do, you seem to still have peace. But you can be less busy and lack peace because you're not doing any of the things God called you to do. And that's why it's important. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. So Christ gave himself the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to work full time in the church and do everything in the house. Is that what it says? So let me just ask you this. Me, Pastor Justin, Pastor Rick, is it our job to accomplish everything in the church? Or according to Ephesians 4, is it our job to equip you to discover what God put in you so that together we can do everything God called this church to do? Right? What does it say? Equip the people for works of service, for us to find what God put into you. That's why it's so important, but it keeps on going. It says, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son and God. In other words, when we see Jesus and we become mature, attending to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. In other words, there is a place you can get when you're doing what God called you to do, where things just get easier and simpler and have more peace. You're not trying to force things to happen. When you find that place in your life where you're doing what God called you to do, everything that's happening around that just kind of seems to matter less because you're fulfilling what God called you to fulfill. And so uh, I was thinking about this and uh, I kind of took some of this language. I remember Pastor Dan telling me this um, and hearing him do a similar teaching one time. And he says this He says, When you are bigger than your purpose, you have a career. When you are bigger than your purpose, You have a career. It's just about you. It's just about what you can accomplish. And and for the record, I do want to say this because we have some people in our church right now they're, they're accomplishing their purpose inside the walls and outside the walls. Like what God put inside of them to make a difference in this world, it's not limited to Transformation Church. We're actually seeing them accomplish it in our city and in our nation. And that's amazing that God has selected people that they could not only do stuff here, but they could actually do stuff out there. And kudos to everyone that manages that God has opened those doors for you. But if all you're focusing on is you and what you can do, it's about your career. But when your purpose is bigger than you, you have a calling. When your purpose, so when you are bigger than your purpose, it's just a career. But when your purpose is bigger than you, it's a calling. It's something God put in you. And God is using it to make a difference in people. And that's why Ephesians 4, going back to it, continuing on with that text. This is so important because we're talking about peace, right? And this is what he says because this is all part of one portion of the text, one portion of the Bible. So he says, he put gifts in you and he gave us pastors and leaders to lead you towards what God wants for you so that you can do what he called you to do So that until we reach the full measure of Christ. And when we're all doing that, say we, when we're all using our gifts and passions to make a difference in people's lives, this is where we start to lead to. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there By every wind of teaching and by the cunning craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. In other words, you won't be tossed around by life and everything that people are trying to do. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. If we all do this together, we're actually growing together to become exactly what God wanted us to be. From him, the whole body, meaning the church, Joined and held together by every supporting ligament, and for the record, supporting cast, supporting ligaments, that's all of us playing our role, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. God called you to do something. Which is why I think it leads me to the last point, which is so important, and that's that my purpose is to serve God by serving others. My purpose is to serve God. By serving others. You see, many of us think that what God has called me to do is God's called me to serve Him, and so I'm gonna read my Bible and pray more. And listen, I think that's great. I'm not the pastor that's gonna be like, What are you thinking? Reading your Bible and praying in such a way. We should do that. But I wanna be honest with you, I don't think that's God's stopping point for any person ever, including pastors. It's not that that's the only place God wants it. Listen, My purpose is to serve God by serving others. Everything he put in you, he put in you to make a difference in someone else's life. And many of you, you lack passion and you're not using your gifts and you're wondering why your life seems like it's stuck in the same spot. And I'm telling you, a lot of it is because you're not using your gifts. God desires that you would use it. And so let me just say this, success, because many of us are chasing after success. Success is when I add value to myself. Success is when I add value to myself. So I've earned an income, a bigger bank account, house, car, etc. That's how we measure success. So I'm successful when I add value to myself. But many of us, can I tell you, it's not that we need more success. It's that we need our life to have significance. And significance is when I add value to others. Which is why I can tell some of you this right now. You made it to the top of the chain and it didn't do for you what you thought it would. You launched the business, you became the owner, you made the paycheck, you did the things, you got to the top of the corporate ladder and it didn't give you what you hoped it would. And the reason why is you became successful, but you realize your success did not carry significance because your success is about you, but significance is about others. It's how you change someone else's life. And I think that fathers, when it comes to fathers, this is one of the greatest places. Because can I just tell you something, fathers, today? Making a di- using your life to make a difference is the greatest thing you can possibly do. And for fathers, doing it in the home first matters more than anything else. Because I believe there are generations of children that are tired of watching successful fathers be insignificant. They got everything they hoped to accomplish in their life, but it was at the demise of their home. But we know this statistically, that when the father loves the Lord and he leads his family to do the same, the family loves the Lord too. Statistically, I'm not even talking about like, I'm not even using the Bible for this, even though we, I could give you book, chapter and verse on this all day. I'm talking about statistics. When the father loves God and walks with God, and leads his family to do the same we instantly start seeing the next generation all the statistics start to go trend towards god and away from chaos and so fathers take your role can I can I can I just be like y'all know me y'all know me i have to say this fathers stop letting the women of your house lead the spiritual charge stop because and this isn't this this is nothing against women for the record. I love you women. I'm talking about God designed men to take a specific role in their home. and the next generation isn't going to be great with God because of what the woman did in the house. they'll be great with God because of what the man did in the house. So fathers, take your role and if you'll honor it, you'll watch God honor you too and he'll honor you and your you He'll honor you and your family, and he'll honor everything you put your hands to. But if you neglect the spiritual component of your home, you'll watch your kids and the next generations after you run into chaos. So embrace what God called you to do. I put it like this, just for the record, that there is no greater influence in the world than a father who loves Jesus and walks in his purpose. There's no greater influence in the world than a father who loves Jesus and walks in his purpose. That they can create, they can literally shift cultures by themselves. Again, this isn't anything against women for the record. All right. Let me just preface that. It's not. I think we can all acknowledge there's something different about a father walking into the room. Amen. And so, man, we need to make sure we honor that. So how do we do this as we close? How, how do we how do I take a step? All right, Brad, I hear you. I want to make a difference with my life. Like, I want to, I want to see God do something great. I, I, want to, I want to discover my purpose. Well, here's the first decision you're going to have to make. Are you ready? you need, You got to decide you're going to move from recipient to participant. You're going to move from recipient to participant. How, how many of you guys love Sunday mornings at Transformation Church? You can just be on it. Yeah, like you love, like we love our church. Even online, we love our church, right? Can I tell you something? What makes TC great isn't me. It's the 150 dream teamers that are going to serve all across our campus today. That's what makes our church great. Could you imagine if you walked in and no one was there holding a door and when no one led worship, I just came up here and preached and was like, have a good one, right? There's something great because the church is great, not any individual person in it, right? So what I'm asking you to do is, First, and for some of you, maybe you go through a season where you just need to be a recipient. Maybe you, you, you kind of burn out in a season or you're coming in carrying some things and God needs to get you free. Whatever, that's fine. But at some point, you got to make the decision to go from recipient to participant. All right, let me find where I fit into what God's doing here because together we're going to accomplish great things. So I'm going to make that decision. And the most tangible thing you can do, the most tangible thing you can do, you ready? It's very simple. Make the decision to go to Next Steps. So if you're here today and you're like, how do I even find out? Where do I? Listen, Next Steps is an engine built to help you discover your purpose. So come to Next Steps. You can come today. It's going to be a very different kind of day. But starting in July, uh, you can come to Next Steps uh, to go weeks one, two, and three. It takes three weeks. We can move you through the whole process. But for some of you, you're like, I just want to jump in today. I'm ready. Come today and then we'll help figure the rest out. Okay, but absolutely. And that starts at... One o'clock. So um, that's why I have people over here. Uh, Starts at one. So if you want to come be a part of it, come be a part of it. If today's not the day, that's fine. I'm asking you to make the decision. You're going to say yes to it because we want to help you discover your purpose. And I think that's why it's so important that we realize, right? How how, how does the church make a significant difference in the world? Because how many guys know we need our churches to make a big difference in the world right now? Like we, 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 need to, we need our churches to make an impact. And quite frankly, I feel like many churches, and I, I don't mean this to sound, this, it's going to sound kind of harsh, but I believe many churches aren't even making a difference in their own church. How could they make a difference in the world? And that's why I just never want us to get there. Like I, I, I always want you, my job is always going to be to help you realize what God already put in you so, and connect the gospel to make you mobile in your life and doing something with your faith. Because I never want us to become the church that rather sit on their hands and hear a good service than be the church that God called us to be. And so, but I believe it's easy to lose track of that. And so that's why I think it's so important that we make our mission to be the difference makers in the world. And I want you to think for a second. Because it's the people of God fulfilling the purpose of God that makes our church great. So it's the people of God fulfilling the purpose of God that makes our church great. And here's here's the request I have, you ready? Imagine how much better we would be if you were part of it. So if you've yet to say yes to like, you come on Sundays, but you've yet to say yes to getting connected, imagine how much better we would be if you were part of the mission of our church. And if you haven't said yes yet, I'm inviting you to do it because God wants to use your life for something great. So let's do it together. And if you have said yes, and just over season, you've kind of fallen off that wagon. Jump back in and let's do it together. Because I believe the next five years, God's getting ready to unlock something amazing with our church. Next five, I mean, the next year or two is going to be pretty wild. Uh, but I believe God's got big vision for our house and he wants you to be a part of it so we can do it together. Amen. Imagine if the people of God were using the purpose of God and imagine if you were a part of it. Because I think God wants you to have a life full of passion, where you're using your gifts, and you're making a difference. Let's do it together. Amen. And we pray for you. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you that you have put inside of each one of us gifts and passions. You've designed us with a purpose. And so, God, I thank you today that we can look in your word, and we can see how you're calling us to do and be something greater than just where we are. So, Father, for every person that's here, for every person that's watching online, listening to this, God, I pray that you would help us realize you've called us to something great. And what I pray that we would see it, unlock it, and become part of everything that you're doing. Let us say yes, in Jesus' name. If you're here today, very quickly, you need God in your life. You need Jesus. You realize sin separated you from God, but you need to know him. Right now, I want to invite you to say this prayer with me and invite Jesus to become the Lord of your life. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive you my sins. I believe in you. I believe you died for me. So I give you my life. Make me brand new. Give me a fresh start and I'll worship you forever. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. If you want to connect with us on Instagram or Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. More information about our church or to contact us, feel free to go to mytc.life. mytc.life is also where you can partner with us financially, and we would love it if you would consider doing just that as your financial support is a key factor in helping our content channels grow. So I want to invite you to join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are who God wants them to be. I pray you have a blessed day.